Want to learn how to leverage your marketing to get clients on repeat? Charge a fee that leaves you with money in your pocket even after you've finished paying your bills? And finally, stop working with the clients that you've long outgrown? Liberated Business is a transformational program that combines group and one-on-one work so you get the best results possible. This differs from every other program out there because it helps you make money while supporting your joy and liberation throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Liberated Business starts this June and runs through November, and enrollment is open now. Visit thebadtherapist.coach liberatedbusiness to get all of the details and sign up. DM me on Instagram at thebadtherapist with any questions or to learn more. I cannot wait to get started with you. Ask yourself when you're creating your own scalable offer, what is the ultimate goal of this program? What is the experience you would like your participants to have in it? And what is the best way that you can format and create your program so that that is the outcome? And once again, I don't want you to get bogged down here. I firmly believe that creating these programs should be an iterative process. And when you get bogged down in the details, okay, should it be five modules or six modules? Should they be 20 minutes long or 30 minutes long? Should I host it on Facebook groups for free or should I invest in one of these course programs? Don't do that. Just get moving. Hey there. And welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist, former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist. If you've been paying attention, you've probably noticed that the therapy industry is changing in some really radical ways. It's a very different landscape than the ones that our supervisors and professors came up in. And there are some great things about it. We have more marketing opportunities than ever. Therapists have more room to be themselves. Clients are looking for therapists differently. And more and more therapists are starting to think outside of the traditional therapy model and consider scaling their businesses to create online courses, retreats, workshops, and all sorts of really interesting offers. I love that therapists are taking their skill sets outside of the therapy room and getting really creative when it comes to ways to parlay their skills and their expertise into other offers. You may be considering how you could do this yourself, but where to get started. Today, I'm going to share my favorite format for scalable offers for therapists and why I love it so much. Let's get into it. 
By far, my favorite scalable offer type for therapists is group coaching programs. This is the format that I have used the most personally, and that's the format that many of my clients have used with success. So in today's episode, I'm going to break down what this entails, how flexible it can be, and how it can be a great way to get started if you've been wanting to create something in your business that scales. So a group coaching program typically involves two main elements. One is live calls with the facilitator in a group context. So everyone in the group coaching program is there together with the facilitator. And the other element is a sort of self-led course component. So maybe this is recorded video modules. It could just be audio. It could include worksheets, but there's typically a little bit of both. There is a live component with the course or program creator, in this case, you, And there's a sort of self-study, self-paced curriculum to go with and sort of frame the discussions you'd be having in the live calls. Now, the format for how you do this is completely customizable to you. Every single element is something that you get to decide on, which could be sort of overwhelming, I understand, but hopefully could be maybe liberating and fun to really sense that you get to create a program that's not only going to be effective for the participants and really create an impact in their lives, help lead them through the transformation that they're desiring, but that it could actually really work for you and your life. So you get to decide how many participants would you like to have in the group? What is the maximum number of people that would feel really good for you? How long do you want this group program to run? Is it a month long, several months long, an entire year? That is totally up to you. How many group calls would you like to have? How many live calls would you like to have? How many modules would you like to have? How long would you like them each to be? Some people are going to create modules that are 45 minutes long. Some people are going to create modules that are literally two minutes long. Actually, both of those things are totally okay. This really all depends on you and your goal for this program. Back when I was creating Liberated Business for the first time, there were three calls every single month, three live calls every single month for everyone in the program. There was a group coaching call with me. There was a co-working day where we would all get together for several hours and just work in a Zoom meeting, which sounds maybe a little boring, but was actually incredibly effective and fun. And then there was a guest expert coming in to do a Q&A with the members. And during the first round, I had all of these calls scheduled on different days of the week and at different times. And I was thinking that it needed to be this way, that if I didn't create a variety of times on different days, then certain people wouldn't be able to come and then they would really feel like they weren't getting to be a part of the program. But actually, I was totally wrong. This was actually way more confusing for everybody. And at the end, it wasn't even what I really wanted. I was doing it because I thought this is what I needed to do. And that brings me to the next point, which is I want you to consider when you're making these decisions, first and foremost, what would be a fun way for you to deliver this information and facilitate the transformation? If you hate the idea of providing services late in the day, don't do it. I think when you're creating these scalable offers that are outside of the therapy model and you go from working with clients who are usually in your time zone more often than not, 
uh, to working with clients who are potentially all over the country or maybe even all over the world, we can start to make some really funky decisions about like when things need to happen. And I would just really encourage you, just like I would encourage you in your therapy practice to only set appointment times that actually work for your life, carry that through into whatever scalable offer you make as well. Don't offer calls at times that really aren't going to work for you. What I ended up discovering in my programs, so far at least, and I suppose there's a possibility this could change, but what I found is that picking a time that works for me and just keeping it consistent actually made things way easier for everybody else because now they just had to set aside like, one hour of their week that was consistent every week instead of like three different times. And when I say it out loud, I'm cracking up because it seems so obvious. Like, of course, that's so much easier for people. And yes, some people did need to make accommodations. For some people, the hour I chose was much earlier in the day for them. For other people, that was actually more of like an afternoon time. And so the people who wanted to be in my program did have to make some shifts. Maybe they needed to get childcare. Maybe they actually needed to move one of their own client appointments. But these are things that people can and will do if they're really interested in what you have to offer and in the transformation that you're going to help facilitate for them. Another thing to note about this is that sometimes people will make decisions about elements of their program in an attempt to get more people to sign up for it. They think, well, if I make these accommodations, then surely more people will sign up for my group program and therefore I will make more money. But in my experience, I've gone the other route. I've said, you know what? I am going to focus more on these being higher ticket offers. That way, if only a few people sign up, I still walk away with an amount of money that feels really good to me. And these are just different ways to play this game. It's totally up to you here. There is not a right or a wrong. But what I've really found both in my therapy practice and in the bad therapist business is that selling something for less money is not automatically an easier process. It doesn't automatically mean more people are going to sign up and buy from you. And so I have just chosen to say, you know what, I would rather sell this at a higher rate That way I know that if just one or two people sign up for it, I'm making an amount of money that feels good for me. Um, Because if you sell it for an amount of money that really only is going to work for you, if many, many, many more people sign up, then you're going to feel disappointed um, unless you hit that really high number. And the truth is, is that when you're first getting started with your scalable offers, you may find that it does take some time. It may take a few iterations for you to really find your footing, for you to find your messaging, for you to get your rhythm around marketing. If you are starting for this for the very first time, it is possible that you may need to iterate before you really get the numbers you would like to see. Now, I am not saying that that always is the case. I actually really want you to go into anything you're creating with big goals and with the firm belief that it is possible for you and to really show up for the process as if you can have exactly what you want. And at the same time, I don't want you to be mean to yourself or beat yourself up if you don't hit that goal. So I'm just saying this so you can get a sense of what to expect, what the possible outcomes are, but I would love and absolutely believe it's possible for you to have great success the very first time around. So like I've been saying, group coaching programs are 100% customizable to you and your potential clients. So the first thing you should be considering when you're making the decisions around how to format it is what would be a fun way for you to deliver the information and facilitate the transformation. 
The second thing you should consider is what is the best way for participants to get the most out of this offer? What format would be the most supportive for them? By far the mistake that most group program course creators make is that they cram way too much information into their offer. And this can happen for a variety of reasons. Many of us as course creators, program creators, really want to make sure that we are giving our clients the best experience. And so we think, well, in order to give them the best experience, I must give them all of the information because otherwise maybe they won't be happy with it. They won't be satisfied with it. They'll think, well, what about this thing? I really wanted to know about that. And she didn't talk about this. So never mind. this is terrible. And so we worry about that. So we say, okay, that's not going to happen to me. I am going to stuff everything I know into this offer and they're going to leave feeling like they got it all. But what often happens is they leave feeling overwhelmed. They can't get through the information. They may even start to feel like they're failing (laughs) because they can't get through the information. And so I would encourage you to really focus on what are the key pieces of information and experiences that my participants need to have in order to have the transformation. And also remember that this is really only one piece of their healing journey. And if they have a really great experience with you in your program, they will actually want to come back for more. So I'm not saying withhold it as a sort of manipulative way to get them to come back, but really be thoughtful about what you are including and what you're not including and how you're delivering the information so that it's actually digestible and usable for people. Create a very simple and clear roadmap for them to follow. Remove the decision making that they would have to do if you throw a bunch of information at them and they're like, okay, where do I start? Should I go here or should I go there? If you've really whittled it down to a simple process it will be easy for them to follow it. If you don't do that, they could actually end up wasting time and uh, energy trying to figure out where to go next, and that's not ideal. This has been a really big challenge for me and something that I have had to work on in creating my own programs for my clients. So I'm very thorough. I always have been. I want to include all of the information all of the time. So especially in creating scalable offers for therapists, I really had to use a lot of restraint. I whittled down this massive process into six steps. I restricted myself to modules that were about 20 minutes each, which for me is honestly short. And I got super clear on the worksheets. They're very simple, very straightforward. And the whole program is only eight weeks long. This year, there's a bonus week. So that's exciting. It's actually nine weeks. But ordinarily, it's only eight weeks long. And what I found is that it's the perfect amount of information for people to really move through with ease. And again, I had to really restrain myself because they're probably each one of those modules really could be a course in and of itself. Like I could have made each one of those an entire months long program, but I was really focused on people are here to learn how to create scalable offers in a way that doesn't overwhelm them. So what is the best way to deliver this information and help guide them through the process so that that is the outcome? And that's what I'd want you to ask yourself when you're creating your own scalable offer. What is the ultimate goal of this program? What is the experience you would like your participants to have in it? And what is the best way that you can format and create your program so that that is the outcome? 
And once again, I don't want you to get bogged down here. I firmly believe that creating these programs should be an iterative process. And when you get bogged down in the details, okay, should it be five modules or six modules? Should they be 20 minutes long or 30 minutes long? Should I host it on Facebook groups for free or should I invest in one of these course programs? Don't do that. Just get moving. To me, that is such a huge waste of time, and it's where most therapists actually get bogged down. You'll spend so much time trying to figure out these details, thinking that eventually you'll arrive at the perfect decision, and then it will mean that, of course, you'll sell your program. And that's just often not what happens. Selling or not selling your program does not come down to the number of modules you include. You are going to learn so much more from actually putting your program out into the world and seeing what lands and what doesn't than you will in this kind of meditative, constantly journaling, let me figure it out in a vacuum sort of state. That's just not going to be as effective. And I'm going to talk about that a bit more later on in this episode and then especially again in the next episode. So if you have been in that mode, keep on listening and also tune in next week because I'll have more thoughts for you on that. But I'm going to move on to another reason why I really, really love this format of group programs specifically for people who are therapists. It's because it really plays to your strengths. So as a therapist, you likely do a fair bit of psychoeducation, aka teaching. No, we don't give advice or tell our therapy clients what to do in a traditional sense, but we do a lot of education around all kinds of things like nervous system regulation, better communication skills intuitive eating, mindfulness, or whatever your specialty is, you are probably incorporating psychoeducation into your work with clients. And the knowledge that you have in these areas translates so well to creating and facilitating a group coaching program. And I know that the information you know probably seems very obvious to you, but I promise you it's not obvious to the public. I remember meeting with my sci-fi book club. Yes, I am in a sci-fi book club, shout out to Nine Levels, and we were discussing a particular book and some sort of thing came up that made me think of a psychological concept. And so I was uh, chatting with some of the people nearest to me, we were having a conversation, and then slowly this table of people just (laughs) stopped talking to each other and started paying attention to what I was saying. And I was shocked to find that the psychological concept that I was talking about that every one of my therapist friends knew backwards and forwards was totally new to this group of people. And these were smart people. These people were very knowledgeable, very worldly, but they just didn't know about this concept. And I was blowing their mind. It was so fascinating to see. And you as a therapist may have had that experience too, where When you're talking to your other therapist friends, you're like, oh yeah, this thing, that thing, we all know this, it's so obvious, like why would anyone pay us to hear about this? But then you're talking to other people in your life and they just have no idea. They have never heard this before. They're so interested in what you're saying. They're having all these light bulb moments go off where they're like, oh my gosh, I could totally see how I'm doing that. Wow, this would be so helpful to me. And that is the truth. No matter how many people you think are talking about this, there is still room for you at the table. There is still room for you to go out into the world and to create an offer around this topic. I mean, think about even the choice to become a therapist. You know, if you have thought about creating a program in the past and you've stopped yourself because you've said, oh, well, there's already a program on this and this person already seems to have the corner on the market and they already have way more marketing than I do and way more clients than I do and this reputation. So why would anybody buy my thing when they could buy this other person's thing? 
Well, think about the choice of deciding to become a therapist. When you decided to become a therapist, there were already tons of therapists. There were probably already tons of therapists in your local area, but you didn't say, well, there are already enough therapists. Why would anybody come to me when they could go to this more seasoned person? You decided to do it anyway. And I would say the same is true here. Yes, there may already be group programs, courses out there on this particular topic, but there isn't one by you yet. And you have a unique way of approaching this concept or facilitating a group that doesn't yet exist. So yes, there is still room for you. There's still a vast majority of people that don't have the knowledge you have. And again, as a therapist who probably already hangs out with a bunch of other therapists, it may really seem like, well, everyone already knows about this, but that's not true. It's just that your other therapist friends know about this. The general public still does not. So go out there and make it. We still need what you have to offer. So if you're not quite sure what to create, think about something that you're really excited about. Oftentimes, what you'd be the best teacher of is something that you have been learning, something you've done your own healing around. And you heard me talk about this in the previous episode too, where oftentimes when we're considering stepping into more of a leadership role, into more of a teaching role, we think, well, I have to be fully and completely healed in this area before I'm allowed to do any teaching or facilitating around it. And that's just First of all, a completely unrealistic expectation, and it also creates the sense that healing somehow has an endpoint, that there's like a sort of wrapping up, never going to be an issue. And I don't know about you, but my patterns are pretty entrenched, and there are ways that they have changed and ways that I work with them differently now, but they can still get activated from time to time. And I still need to use the tools that I've developed over the years to take care of myself in those moments. And honestly, if I got to the place where I suddenly didn't need those anymore, it would probably be pretty hard for me to do that actual teaching around them and tell people about those tools. So if you are here thinking, well, I need to be further along, I would really ask you to question that. Yes, you do need to be a step two, maybe three ahead of the people you'd be facilitating an experience for. I do think you need to have a little bit more growth, a little bit more healing around that. But I wouldn't want you to be so far ahead of them that you're like, huh, what are you dealing with? What are you talking about? I don't really understand that, right? You still need to be able to relate to your participants' experiences. And like I talked about last week, if you continue to create offers as you yourself are healing and developing, you will actually create this trail of breadcrumbs for people who can follow along. And it's not as if your path is the path, but there is a certain segment of people out there who have enough enough in common with you, who relate to you enough, who gravitate towards your particular style for whom they are going to want to walk that path and you are going to be the absolute most perfect teacher and guide for them. One other thing that I really love about group coaching programs for therapists is that you can create your modules the first time you run your program. So again, where a lot of therapists get hung up is that they spend all this time creating their programs, recording the modules, writing the scripts, getting the perfect lighting, the best branding, the great website, the absolute most optimal place to host their program. And then they go to market and sell it and they totally stall out because they didn't have the skill set for it. They didn't have a marketing plan. They didn't have support. They didn't have mindset work. All of that stuff is out the window and all of the work they did on creating their program, just nothing ever materializes because they can't bring it home. 
So what I actually really love to do instead and what I've done in my own programs, and I just absolutely adore this process. That's why I'm telling you about it is to sell your program before you actually record your modules. And then the first time you're doing your program, you record the modules as you go. This is what I did in Liberated Business. It's also what I did in Scalable Offers for Therapists. So I'll just talk about Scalable Offers for Therapists because that's the theme of what we're talking about anyway. And I know it can be confusing because I keep on talking about scalable offers for therapists in the general sense, but then I also have a mastermind that is called Scalable Offers for Therapists, which we also refer to as SOFT, the acronym. So maybe I'll use that for a little bit now. In SOFT, there are six core concepts that are delivered across eight weeks, and each one of those core concepts has its own module. So rather than recording all of them before I started marketing and selling and filling my program, I focused instead on marketing and selling and filling my program, knowing the content I was going to cover in a general sense. Like I knew I was going to cover the topic of sales. I knew I was going to cover the topic of pricing. I knew I was going to cover the topic of coming up with your concept and set of deliverables. I knew I was going to be covering all of that material. And honestly, knowing that was enough for my marketing and sales process. I didn't need to know the exact script of a particular module in order to honestly and effectively sell my program. So I did that first. And then once the program started, I would record a module. And the fact that I knew that module needed to be up that week cut through so much of the stuff that would have caused it to be delayed. So when you are creating a program without a timeline, without actual people that have purchased from you and are expecting to receive the material, it is so easy to just drag your feet on creating things. I have met therapists who have spent tons of time creating a course and then a year later still have not sold it and are back tweaking it again. And this is super common. This may have happened to you. You may have developed several ideas and gotten stuck partway through each of them because you're not quite sure where to go next or you try to post about it on Instagram or you send out a few emails and you don't get many bites. And so you're like, damn it, I must, (laughs) there must be something wrong with this program. I have to go back and rethink it. When actually having the concept is generally enough to do a really honest uh, and great job with selling it. You don't actually need to make all the course materials at the beginning. You do need to know what your deliverables are going to be, but you don't need to actually make them as long as you trust yourself to make them (laughs) once people sign up. And I did because I knew that if people were paying me for the stuff, I sure as hell was going to make sure it was ready for them when I said it was ready for them. And so this helped me so much in just staying accountable and moving through the process. And it ultimately saved me so much time. Who knows how much time I would have spent creating this course material if I hadn't actually sold it first. Another way I've seen this done that I absolutely love is I've seen a coach who actually invited her program participants to come to the recording of the modules and then said, once I'm done recording the module, we can have a Q&A afterwards. And this is absolute genius. It gets around the biggest problem that we tend to face when we're creating course material. For instance, you may be trying to record a 20-minute module, but it takes you two hours because you keep stopping 
when you flub a word or your hair looks weird or your lighting isn't quite right. But when you have a live audience, that just isn't going to happen. The show must go on. And this is a good thing. The truth is that you don't need some hyper-produced, perfect video module in order to have a huge impact on your participants. This isn't what makes a program work or not work. It's literally just not that important. And the benefit of getting it done is huge. You will literally save yourself dozens of hours and maybe months, if not years, in terms of actually creating your content and selling your program. The alternative is working and reworking the same material, but being nowhere near actually getting paid for it. Another thing I really love about creating modules as you go is that you have actual participants in mind as you create your materials. I really love how this makes the materials feel more alive, and if you're recording modules, it can fill you with a real sense of purpose. When you're recording your modules ahead of time for God knows who, it's hard to imagine what you're actually doing this for and who you're speaking to. When I recorded the Liberated Business modules during the first round of the program, I knew exactly who I was speaking to, Caitlin and Ariana. I knew their businesses, I knew the challenges they were facing, and the information they most needed to know to make progress. And when you make your course before you sell it, you often never sell it. But when you make it after you sell it, you have all of this motivation to actually follow through and you save yourself time. Later on, after you've made the course materials, you can pull out all of the modules and sell it as a self-paced course and create that true passive income. But running it live the first time with the recorded modules and the live call components can be great motivation to actually create that course material, which over time will turn into passive income. You'll also get invaluable feedback in real time from the people that your offer was designed for. You may discover that there's a particular piece of content in your group program that you really want to pull out and expand and create your own course around. And having people in your program will be able to help you identify what is the most salient for the people you most want to serve. Having this data can actually make you so much money because now you have an even better idea of exactly what people want and you can cater to that. This is a really unconventional way to approach making a scalable offer, but it's the one that I found to be the most effective. It does such a great job of like getting around your inner critic and actually getting the ball rolling so you end up with a course that you know sells rather than a great course that no one's bought. This is exactly what I teach in Scalable Offers for Therapists, my eight-week mastermind for therapists who are ready to turn their best ideas into money-making scalable offers. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode has given you a fresh approach to creating your own scalable offer. Next week on September 4th, the Scalable Offers for Therapists waitlist opens. Make sure to follow me so you can jump on the list as soon as it becomes available. Space in Scalable Offers is limited to just 10 therapists and spots will be made available exclusively to those on the waitlist on September 12th. Next week on the podcast is all about launching your Scalable Offer, what works, what tends to get in your way, and if you've ever struggled to launch an offer before, you're going to want to tune in. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. 
If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.